Welcome back to another episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Garcia, along with Armando Arvizu here. And if you are listening to us for the first time, which is probably not possible because we're an extremely popular podcast, popular we're than blowing up, bigger than Joe Rogan. We've got heads bigger than Rogan. <laughs> and uh, so, what we do here on the Criterion Cult uh, Film Podcast is we like to talk about a film that's in the Criterion Collection. If you don't know what that is, look it up. You ain't a real cinephile if you don't know. Just kidding. But you should look up what that is because it's very, uh, it's very fun and interesting. And what we do is we, we, uh, we talk about a film that's on the Criterion Collection. And then one of us brings a film that we believe belongs in the collection. We believe that it, you know, it belongs in the, in the canon of film, and that's what we believe the Criterion Collection is doing here. They're kind of collecting all those films. And today, Mondo, what are we talking about? Yeah, today is my episode. Uh, today we're watching uh, Bound of Outsiders from 1964, directed by Jean-Luc Godard. And later we'll be talking about... Jean-Luc Godard. Godard. Yeah, Godard. <laughs> and later, my, my pick to bring into the collection is Killing Zoe from director Roger Avery uh, from 1993. But yeah, so Band of Outsiders, 1964, directed Jean-Luc Godard, uh, kind of based off a novel Fool's Gold by Dolores Hitchens and uncredited screenwriter Jean-Luc Godard. And it's about two crooks with the fondness for old Hollywood B-movies convince a language student to help them commit a robbery. And who's in this thing? We got the beautiful Anna Karina as... Odi, Odele, Odele, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll figure. It. We'll just call her Anna Karina. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Claude Bessure as Arthur and Sam, uh, Sammy Frey as Franz. And let's get into this film. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I'm just gonna say since we're just kind of doing credits. Yeah. <clears throat> let's just mention oh, the, the great cinematography, cinematography by Raoul Cotard. Oh yeah, no, but I just. Yeah. Just want to bring that up because he's a frequent collaborator with Jean-Luc Godard. This is our first time uh, jumping into him here on the podcast, which is wild. On the podcast, yes. Yeah. Well, yes, not not us personally. Yeah. We, we've obviously watched other I want to make note of that, you you out there. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. Sure, I just mean for the podcast. Yeah, for the podcast. Yeah. But, it, but this, um, I mean, I'll just say, you know, uh, not that this for me was the first time I actually sat down and watched Band of Outsiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I've seen a bunch of Godard before. A huge fan of Godard. Yeah, what's one of your favorite Godard films again? My favorite Godard film is Perriette Le Fou. Which they had recently just re-released, like last late last year, right? Yep, they just put New it out on, art. on yeah. Blu-ray. Cause it was, I mean, they had it on Blu-ray and DVD before, but, but it, it went, went out, out of print. print. Yeah, And so they re-released it. Beautiful. And again, uh, Raul Godard does the cinematography there, mm-hmm. which is why I bring it up. Because from switching from this black and white, which is what Band of Outsiders is in, yeah. to the fucking color of... Uh, Parrot LeFou, it's so seamless for him. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, I mean, he makes everything fucking stand out in such a beautiful way, especially this black and white. Uh, you know, you, you were talking earlier, and I really do want to get into this because yes. this is a great movie to talk about this. You were saying how a lot of people complain about watching, uh, watching black, black and white, and white films. And well, yeah, I, I, media, I, when I was watching this film t- uh, earlier, it just made me think of that because it's like how, like this movie looks just amazing in black and white. Like, I couldn't imagine it in color and I don't want to imagine it in color. You know, it's just, it just, it, it just pops. It just looks beautiful. It looks, uh, just like how the dialogue is kind of like, uh, 
kind of poetic and kind of a little smoltzy at some t- at times. But I mean, it's just like this. It's just this feeling. This it's very uh, French art student, you know. Yeah, it just <laughs> like it just gives you a feeling of like art and like romance and like you know this free flowing like your thoughts just like kind of like uh, flowing through and like you're not really thinking about your actions or what's going on. It's just all you're just all going. You're just doing everything from the gut, and that's what this black and white feels like. It's just really beautiful and like you know poetic at that times, you know. Yeah, that's a really great way to actually describe Godard, I think, um, and his style of directing, as well as you know, um, Raul Cotard, the cinematographer. Yeah. For uh, that's I feel like that's her style just from the cap- gut. Yeah, just like capturing just, this like yeah. these moments, you know, not moments, feelings, you know, nothing not, like. And we were talking about the story earlier, too, is what like it's just like this, um, you know, it's not really about the story. It's more about the feeling, these moments, these feelings you have, like, because it's really about aesthetic. Yeah. More aesthetic in uh, that in that aspect. Yeah. It's sure. a little more surface than it is deep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, you know, even though they have the poetic things that mm-hmm. they say, those things are pretty. Again, they're they're pretty like college student kind of uh, yeah. French college student. Yeah, like, freshman year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which which is fine. Yeah, you know these are just criticisms. And that's just capturing a right piece a, of time, like exactly piece, a, moment. a moment. He you was know? a young yeah. filmmaker, so that yeah. makes sense. It, it absolutely makes sense because here you have these two men, uh, who is um, Arthur and Franz, who yeah. they want to rob this house, and Anna Karina is she lives in that house, um, and they sort of use her. They're just basically yeah, pieces of shit. Yeah, and which, so this it feels what you are, and when you're in your early twenties, that's what I'm saying. It feels very much like a young person's thing because you can just be the asshole, you can just do these things, mm. and still end up with the girl somehow. Yeah, and she still finds you endearing. She finds that shit endearing, which is yeah. like, yeah, when you're in your twenties, that's, that's sort endearing. of what was happening. That's cute. It's puppy dog. Unfortunately, shit. Like, you know, and, yeah. Um, I'm am sorry, women. Apologizing to all to you all right now. Same here. Yes, yeah. I, I'm seriously sorry yeah. for being a band of assholes. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what this movie should have been called. Because that's what these guys are. But you know, and then that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I I'm not French, and I wasn't around <laughs> in the '60s. I'll never be French, <laughs> and I wasn't around in the '60s. But I can relate to this because both of these guys feel like that. They, you know, they feel like these like these sort of like pop punk kind of screamo dudes that we knew yeah. back in the day who just treated women like shit but they wanted to like come off as poetic and they sort bought of some coats from the and, thrift store yeah. you know they're yeah looking jazzy looking yeah. fresh and they, and they had a band called outsiders yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and they were like always fighting over some girl yeah who they always mistreated anyway but it was just one of those things that they just sort of like pretended to love her because some other dude showed her affection because that, yeah that's what you're supposed to do right when you're 20 something just try to get laid yeah yeah, and then those dudes and those guys that we knew eventually did end up just probably like getting arrested for robbing somebody, yeah. or they probably got shot for like trying to rob somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that it, yeah. that's why I can relate to this film a lot. It felt very much like the scene, the, the music scene that we were in. These yeah, guys felt very familiar. Does, it does feel like early twenties, but and you just cringe at it now, looking yeah. back and seeing these moments. Yeah, you want to be poetic and stuff and like insightful but it's all very surface and just like super surface yeah super like you're acting like this sad boy bullshit you know yeah for no reason yeah when you are the one you're the cause of your problem when you just want to take is, the money and run which yeah. is like the same thing with what we'll talk about in killing zoe which is them yeah. trying to do this plan to rob somebody mm-hmm. you know obviously there's never especially because there's these two guys right and it's sort of there's this girl that's in between them and yeah. karina and 
<clears throat> she's not really in between them. They made that conflict themselves. She didn't like go out of her way to try to like uh, uh, trick them. She's not some femme fatale who who tricked these guys. Yeah, into, like, like uh, Arthur was giving her googly eyes, sort of. Or yeah, they like, were just being weird with yeah, her. Yeah, and so like, she just sort of was like, "Oh, these guys are being like nice and cool with me. I guess I'll just like be friends with them." And they took that as like, "Well, we're gonna rob your ass. Like we're yeah. gonna rob the house that you live." Which in. I was really scared for because she just goes with them after class and like is like this w- young woman going with these two dudes that she hardly knows, you know. <laughs> yeah. I just felt really scared. Yeah, it's funny because uh, now that I'm older, and when I was younger, I probably oh that's so fucking cool, you know? Yes. Where'd they find a girl like this? You know? I was just gonna say that, and now I'm just like I'm really sorry that you chose to hang out with these two guys because they're not gonna be nice or good to you, you know? Yeah, like it's gonna end badly. Yeah. They're they're no good for you. Yeah. You should have listened to your your gut and you should have stayed in English class. Yeah, you should have avoided these fucking yeah. idiots because, and that's what's also great about this movie is that it, it sort of. It's still, even though you're able, you know, us as adults kind of look back at that and we cringe at that idea yeah. of these characters, it still is able to rise above that and still be a good movie. Yeah, An exactly. Movie I still because, like this. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I, I had seen it when I was younger so I could kind of fawn over it. Yes, how, I would have know, had yes. those things. This I is would've... like, this is certainly a, a dorm room uh, poster kind of movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you're just like some young dude who's just like smoking pot, like band of outside you ever heard of it you're telling some yeah chick yeah that. you're <laughs> yeah. talking to you're, you're, you're waxing about band of outside or some chick and yeah which yeah. which i'm sure a lot of people already know this and a lot of people probably did do that i mean yeah. quentin tarantino is one of those guys yeah. i feel like who probably did that a lot yeah use this movie to be like yeah i'm, I'm cool any you know? godard yeah i mean and, and, he named and, his like kind of production thing a band apart right right which yes. is the original title the yes. french title a, I guess. a band apart yeah, yeah which is uh which godard is quoted saying that Quentin Tarantino would do better than to to just give him money. <laughs> I don't think he's a, he's not a fan of Quentin Tarantino. I don't oh, believe, <laughs> which is pretty well, funny. Godard is still on the surface. He just wants money too. <laughs> oh, that like, too, you yes. know, like. But you know, he's an artist, yeah. <laughs> and he is paid for his stolen art. You know. Yeah. No. But yeah. So this, uh, it it was still uh, even with these sort of things. Like I said, that we look back and we cringe at. You can still have fun with this movie and understand that stuff. Still look back at that stuff and be like, "Oh yeah, like this is that." When you're a young dude, you would write a script like this. So you, yeah. you would you would try to make a film like this. Because what do you know when you're young? Uh, bank robberies, uh, robberies, uh, girls, guns, violence, and betrayal between friends. Yeah. Like you don't really that's being like a e- piece of shit. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Like it's sort of. I mean, minus the bank robbery stuff, it's sort of like an emo song. Yeah, right? it it's is. Like guns, emo, yeah. girls, and and betrayal. You know? Yeah, guns, girls, and heartache, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this a band of outsiders is probably. One of the best emo songs. They're the from mineral. The 60s. Band of Outsiders <laughs> is the mineral of the of the emo world. Well, I was actually well. Band Band of Outsiders feels you you say mineral. I feel I, they feel more of like a static lullaby kind of with the whole guns and yeah. that. Oh, well, you know, that the violent part, side yes, of thing. Because mineral is not really about that. They're uh, more about the sadness. Yeah. You know, I feel who like would, a, uh, who would you say? I don't know. There's probably there probably is like a, a movie like yeah. a, a foreign film that's like got that sadness that yeah, would be for that. Sure. But I but this one feels this more is of more that, of the surface that, where it's at, yeah yes that the new screamo, emo yeah. yes the yes, screamo yes. kind of thing yeah <laughs> Atreyu <laughs> which I well, yes which I hope gets you all to see this because again I feel like this is us talking shit about it but it's not but it's not at all because like, I really I, enjoy exactly this. like yeah let's talk about this like yeah it has all that surface stuff like your poetic and like uh, there's like when they're in English class, like, cause they're French, they're learning English or whatever. They're just taking this class there. Uh, the teacher is uh, reading them, uh, Romeo and Juliet from the Billy Shakes, you know, the famous yeah, play, yeah. right? Yeah. Billiam Shakespeare. Billy- <laughs> yeah. You know, him, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they're reading, um, 
uh, Romeo and Juliet, which is about, you know, these star-crossed lovers. They can't be in love because of the different houses that they're from, you know, very Game of Thronesy, I guess, whatever, you know, what everyone does, you know, everyone, mm-hmm. everyone steals this kind of idea of like star-crossed lovers. They can't be together because of their family or other, like all these other things, all these kind of not necessarily out, yeah, kind of outside things, but I mean, just them as human beings can be together, but all these other outside things are saying they can't be. Right. And then, right. So, I mean, they could just say no and be together, but yeah. there's that idea of you don't want to let your family down, society, friends, all the different things. Like all yeah. these like stupid things that come right. into play, which I don't know, should probably make you think, yeah, don't listen to anyone, do what you kind of want to do, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you would think. And then, so that, I mean, some like stuff comes into play in, in Band of Outsiders where like they steal little things from it, you know, not necessarily everything, but. Just like, you know, like these two, like, well, now it's like kind of three people, like, you know, like not, not necessarily that the two guys are like, you know, like mad about each other trying to fall in love with the same girl, you know, but maybe Arthur is a little more using her for where she lives well, because they, they want to rock. Of, they both sort of are. They're both but, using her, but Franz, not sort of, they're both but, using her. But Franz has a little more of the sad boy thing to him, right? Where sure, he does really sure. care, like he, yeah, he wants. He's to, a little more shy, and he doesn't aggressively try yeah. to use her. But, but he I mean, does still use they her. want, you know, they want to get the money, but whatever, they necessarily don't. But I mean, uh-huh. Franz still really feels for her, where he does, Arthur yes. doesn't. Kind I get what you're saying. He can. He's just going through but the motions of but, things, but in that sad boy way. And that if yes, you were a sad yes. boy, that's the character you'd write because that's the girl. That's how the girl would fall in love with you at the end. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. that's like that's a total guy thing, which again, you know, it, it, it's just noticeable, but. It's not a bad thing, and that and that's you know yeah. you brought that up in terms of it. It, it feels like because Godard, what he does is he's very much like a corkboard of like shit, yeah. where he just throws stuff up there, where it's just like, oh, let me throw in Shakespeare and let me throw in the idea of class. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that really good scene where Anna Karina is talking about how there's all the you know she's singing that song about how she like the poor people how she feels for them mm-hmm. and how there's just people on the subway who are sad all the time yeah you know and there's like and then there's that idea of that when the guy tells us like oh you know you look at that guy you could you know you could think you know there's a sad guy on the subway holding a package yeah and he said if you look at him your mind could make up whatever that is mm-hmm. you can say he's a, a sad man on the way to visit his sick daughter with a teddy bear in that package or he could be on his way with a bomb he could be angry ready yeah. to blow something up and I thought that was a good idea, but that's never really expi- like he does. He just kind of throws yeah, ideas it's not at you, as like, and they yeah. don't. He doesn't explore them. Yeah. And and I think if anybody can do that well, because a lot of people try to do that and they mm-hmm. fail, it's Godard. Yeah. I think he's the one who probably made people re- think that they could do that. Yeah. I, I, for better. Yeah. Or for exactly. Worse, gonna you know? steal from. Oh, that's a good idea. Like. Yeah. He didn't really do it that much, but I'll take it in this way. You know. Right. Yes. But yeah, but that's totally true. Like thinking about like just scenes like how she's saying yeah how you're saying she says that yeah she sees him as this sad everyone looks so sad on the subway alone and like you know whatever but i mean that yeah that's all in your head that's not in their head like you know it's like, not at all and yes. you can make whatever you want to it yeah. and i think that and that's true for the film you can kind of make what you feel like we're putting all this our <laughs> yeah. teen angst on this film you know right but you could think of it in a totally different way, like you know, just I don't, I, I don't know. I'm just stuck in that teen angst way, but yeah, you know, you can fall in love with it however you want, you know. Oh sure, yeah, but and also too, even then, uh, on top of it, just the aesthetic of it is just very cool. Yeah, yeah. The dance exactly. scenes, the way they're dressed, yeah. 
the way that the camera moves with the cars mm-hmm. and, and everything, just the style of it, even the way that they U-turn and just cut off traffic is just yeah. so cool. Yeah, like really. Everything's so, even though yeah. the French are assholes, yeah, really, they're very cool. They're driving <laughs> on the goddamn sidewalk all the guy, all the yeah. time, you know? But it's and cool. It, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just, yeah, you want to yeah. just break the rules and, like, you know, do your own thing, you know? And that's very much. Yeah, you want to smoke cigarettes in a fedora, like mm-hmm. in a nice coat, driving yeah. a car with the top down, picking up really cute girls, and and you know, like uh, you, you want to be Eric Schultz in the back of a cab smoking a cigarette. Well, that too. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. It's, yeah. It is that same. We'll get thing. a little into that. A little and, later. and that's what I mean. Like you know, yeah. so in Killing Zoe, once we get into it, but just to bring it up here, it is you know uh, directed by Roger Avery who is Quentin Tarantino's original writing partner. Yeah. And Quentin Tarantino produced it. And Quentin Tarantino is obviously completely influenced by a band of outsiders. Yeah. And obviously Roger Avery is too. Yeah. And that's another thing about this movie is that you can totally tell the influence of so many people, so many great like directors who obviously took from Godard and saw that. And Wes Anderson too. That's Yeah, exactly. They, they saw that sort of... Um, that that anarchy that he he's able mm-hmm. to do he's able to just sort of do cra- crazy edits uh, mm-hmm. different sound stuff you know there's that really great moment where he's just like where they're talking to each other he's like well there's nothing to say let's take a moment of silence and so yeah. you don't hear anything yeah you don't hear the music you don't hear anybody around them and it's funny and then he just says i'm done with that yeah because they break it it's like yeah, yeah. they don't go, obviously don't go for the whole minute but it almost feels like i didn't yeah it, time feels, it. it feels pretty long yeah but i mean you know there's that thing where yeah you could just break the rules like nah, i'm fucking tired of this shit like you know and that's the mindset you have when you're in that early 20s like you know yes you just kind of do things just to do a try them and like yeah oh, fuck and, it like and also yeah, Godard was a film critic i i believe right before yeah. he began directing so i think yeah. he sort of just saw the form and wanted to twist it up and one just of the was few like, that put his money where his mouth was yes yeah. and he was like this shit's boring let me try to fucking twist and he, he mm-hmm. sort of saw american gangster films and american movies yeah and was just like well let me fucking do it my way and yeah. he did and, and yeah. he really he absolutely did and all the americans were just like oh well let's do it his way you know you know what's funny is i when i was watching this i thought of a movie that is kind of like I don't know. I didn't. I don't. I don't know. I never necessarily thought. I mean, I like this movie or whatever. But what what movie? Well, let me ask you. What movies do you think about when you watch this? Did anything like kind of pop in your head? Like, oh sure. I mean, I think of Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even think of Killing Zoe. Yeah. Um. I think of. I mean, a lot. I mean, most of early Quentin Tarantino, Reservoir mm-hmm. Dogs. I think of Reservoir Dogs. Um. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I mean, I think of Bottle Rocket. Yeah, Bottle Rocket definitely. You know, that's yeah. just the whole like. But they treat the girl nicer and like yes, yes, it's a little like, more. It's it's nice quirky as yeah. opposed to like angry fucking emo boy quirky yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But another so there's that scene where he, they oh. where they uh, <laughs> where they uh, where they run through the museum. Oh, okay. You know, yes, there's like were, oh the, how oh the we could do it. The lavour, lavour. Yeah, le, where they can le. like I was like oh we could do it better. You know, like run through it like in less than like ten minutes. Or Someone whatever. did it in like some some, some American. Some yeah, some ran through it in like nine minutes and like forty 40s. seconds or something. They beat him like by a second or two or whatever. Yeah. So they run through. This, of course, it's American that would do some dumb yeah. shit like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But that just reminded me of kind of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like the kind of whole dynamic, you know, For like sure. the two guys and the girl. Not, oh yeah, well, I mean, oh, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. you know, like, and they're That's just kind of like yeah. spending time together, you know, doing all these things, like dancing, like you know, like going to a museum and stuff like that and and it's not and then also too i think that that you know that's funny that you bring that up because i did not even think about that but now that i'm thinking about that yeah because 
even in Ferris Bueller, she is very like intimate with um, Cameron, right? With Cameron, they have these like and, and moments. He's, yeah, she's always like uh, very intimate with him, and she like you know she'll like rub his head and like yeah. be like and she'll like take care of him, and he kind of is just sort of like why you, like you can he sort of has that vibe of like why are you with ferris he's an idiot yeah. like why are you do like you know like, yeah just everybody loves ferris yeah, you know like it's just that, like i didn't think of that that's pretty crazy yeah that is I, funny because because i don't know if you've ever seen uh jules e jim which is a mm. francis Truffaut film no. but it's sort of about the same thing these two guys that are in love with this one woman mm-hmm. and i feel like uh or even e, I, I thought of e2 tom bien or whatever you oh know? okay yeah you know, yeah just the whole like but yeah yeah go, but, sorry, the, go but ahead. no no i was just saying this yeah. feels like godard's kind of like answer to trafat's story mm-hmm. where he's just like well my shit's gonna have a gun and yeah. like shit like that or yeah because trafat's one is just very much a, a very serious it's about these three people mm-hmm. who just live with each other and they they learn to love each other yeah but it's sort of hard right like yeah, you know exactly. it's, it's yeah, difficult it's, yeah, right it's like and she easy. understands that they both love her, so she sort of, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's a really good film. But yeah. uh, we'll probably get to it eventually. Cause Say the name again. Was in the uh, Jules, Jules and Jim is what it is. In oh, okay. But okay. Jules and yeah. Jim. I was trying to. Be, Jules you know. But it's, it's on the Criterion uh, collection. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So it's a Trophat movie, but this feels like his sort of uh, kind of answer to that, where mm-hmm. he's just like, yeah. well, that's a beautiful film, but let me yeah. do my kind of like yeah. American gangster movie, yeah, like hype, like, like hyper yeah. real version of yes. it, you know? Yeah. Where, because yeah, it, it yeah, this came out in 1964, and and then watching it again, it just kind of like yeah, it does have this kind of like this real energy to it, you know, where it doesn't feel Absolutely. like this old film, you know, like you just I was I mean I was obviously just along for the ride and still just feels enjoying like it, a young yeah. film, and it, yeah, it's still like the, you still feel this energy off it, like I mean both these films I really felt like yeah I mean just like. You know, I just got like uh like a fire up my ass kind of, you know, like where I want to do something, you know, I just want to do something, make something creative and, yeah, like, no, you know, like it. spark yeah, yeah. and like take beautiful photographs like in black and white and stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, Definitely. I mean, that was, I mean, that's one of the great things. Like, that's what we're trying to do is like reignite people's like, uh like, you know, like um uh love for film, you know? Oh, yeah, and like, yeah. you know, take or, them back. Especially you know? these older films. Yeah, yeah. These stuff that, you know, maybe people, of course, people have seen these films. They're very popular, but there's, there is a certain section of people a while, who, you know? who don't really dig too far back. Yeah. And I, I guess, yeah, that's the point is we're trying to show them that you should because this shit's dope. Yeah. This shit's fucking yeah. dope. Like, and, and another thing too, I, I'm, I love Anna Karina. Mm-hmm. Karina. Karina. Anna Karina. Yeah. I, I love, she's like one of my favorite actresses of all time because I love Perriot LeFou. Yeah. And, you know, you can really tell this is kind of like sort of her first uh, her first outing. Yeah. Uh, even though I do enjoy her in here, she's mm-hmm. if you watch Perriot Lafou, you sort of see a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And especially the other films that she's done yeah. with Godard. Um, <clears throat> it feels very much like she's uh, starting off here. Mm-hmm. But it makes perfect sense. Yeah, because she's the this film innocent is. person. Yes. You know, she's not this season. Yeah, yeah. Per- you know, she does. She's just kind of going along for the ride, too. And, and also, she again, she just cool. She just love, works you know? for that role. And everybody yeah. is just so cool. In the yeah. roles that they're supposed to be, that you're not questioning any kind of, you know, you're, you're not supposed to dig deep into these characters, yeah. really, which is not a problem. And yeah. in some cases, that can be. But yeah. here, I, I think Godard, the acting, and and again, the directing, and, and even the little tricks in terms of the editing and the sound and stuff, yeah. that it does makes you sort of realize that. that yeah, you don't where need it kind of has that. this, yeah, it lets uh, you have fun with it. It kind of breaks down the fourth wall a little yes. bit, like it plays with the, you know, the yeah, medium. It, it plays with the medium, you know, even at the end, it kind of. I forget exactly what it says, but it just says, 
it's kind of a movie, right? Like, you know, and Oh like, yes. Or it, yes. it mentions like, Oh, it's like one of those, po- it's like the pulp novels where it ends at this and they go off and, and do this. Yes. You know? and, and doesn't it say like at the beginning, something about this is the last score ever made for a movie. And it says who the scores by or something. Damn, like I don't remember, but it I might that, say I think something that like happened. That, yeah. I think it's like something. And that's yeah. what I mean. It's just like a very like, Godard is like a very like, it's uh, very punk, playful. It's, it's punk rock. Yeah. But it's no, also I, playful. It is know? playful, like, yeah. but it also is very just like, yeah. hey, you know what? Like, I'm just, I Making just started doing rules. this, yeah. but I'm going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to make a movie how I make I'm going to edit it. I don't care if you see that this is an edit. Because mm-hmm. you can see yeah. uh, a few times when they're in the diner and that, that famous dance scene that yeah. they do in there. There's a few edits that you're just like, oh, that was a, that he didn't even try to like make that. A, he, he was showing you that was a cut. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And, and I really, you know. And certain type of films, you can kind of see that and just be like, oh, this is uh, this is someone trying too hard. Mm, But here you sort of see it as and know that he's pioneering that he's the one who made all these fucking college kids try that shit and do all that dumb shit. Like he is the king of the dumb shit, (laughs) the king of the trying the dumb shit. But he did it so well, especially, you know, he's on the Criterion Collection. And again, he has some of my yeah, favorite films. Yeah, many times over. Yeah, you know? I mean, He's he just... some of my favorite films, like Pierre, Pierre Lafou, Weekend is one of my favorite films. Breathless, right? Breathless is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that I fucking actually... Do you want to round it up with this? Yeah, should we, we should get thoughts? our final thoughts on this. Yeah, yeah. all right. Well, I'm going to do my final yeah, go thoughts. go for it. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad that we got into this one. Um, I, I, you know, because again, I, I had seen it before, but never really paid attention to it. It was just sort of on the background yeah. friend, a friend Not as much as on your other, other ones. Cause uh, yes, you've always, you introduced me to Perry LeFou for sure. Yeah. Like Perry LeFou was something that where I really was like, Oh shit. I'm well, breathless too. Cause yeah. I, I, well, I did enjoy breathless was the first one I saw yeah. and it really made me be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to dig deep into Godard. Yeah. And so I, I saw Perry LeFou and a bunch of other stuff, but Perry LeFou is where I was just like, Oh shit. Like I'm going to like, this is like my guy. I'm mm-hmm. going to like look into yeah. what he does. Cause it really is. It's it still has that same energy. All his films still have that yeah. same style where you're just like, damn, he doesn't give a shit. Doesn't give a shit. He's just it's, it's like again, he's just throwing shit up against the wall in a way. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like a corkboard of cool shit. Or just like here's a bunch of band flyers, a bunch of stickers, a bunch of like phone numbers, a bunch of fucking like old pictures, photograph like it's just all the cool stuff that you just like like and all like yeah. music stuff and all that stuff and just thrown together in this really a kind of coherent way and bound of outsiders is sort of that first look at at that of how he sort of was well breathless too but band of outsiders is really i think the one that you know you'll once you watch it you'll know oh that's where tarantino got it from that's where yeah. all these people got it from that's where everyone got it from. yeah that's you where know, everyone like got it, it from Not, and so yeah. yeah i mean you know i mean it's kind of crazy to bring him up now but i mean that's you could see that even woody allen is influenced by yeah by definitely Gitarra. he's yeah. like this loose fun feeling kind of like, yes there's that i bad. like young girls and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> oh god because i don't know how old claude bester is but he's well, yeah, they yeah, yeah. he looked pretty old. They, yeah. I mean, they all looked older than Anna Karina, of course. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was just the way back then. Jean Luc Godard was way older than Anna Karina, and I believe he was dating her. Oh, but it's it's not sense. as bad as yeah. the Woody Allen thing. Yeah. But still, what I'm saying is that you'll see the influence in this film. So I would say definitely check this shit out. I give it a straight up four. Uh, I was sort of teetering on like a three and a four. And then, really? Why a three? Well, I don't know. I, just because I wasn't sure if it was something that I would ever watch again. And that's sort of one of the things that really um, makes me... Uh, uh, that, that, that really uh, matters to my rating. Yeah, if yeah I'm gonna wanna, that makes sense. But, yeah. but I'm going to buy this shit on Criterion. I mean, yeah. not even just to like say that, but I really just watching it and then thinking about it and then even the conversation we just had, I was like, I'm going to buy this shit. Like, yeah, this it's is just like... Yeah. yeah, this. I mean, this was... 
I feel like the conversation was a band of outsiders. It was just fun, free flowing, and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad I watched this again, like revisit it because it had been a while. Like I, because I watched it when I, because I, I bought it when, whenever I don't know they had released it again on Blu-ray. But yeah, I mean, just falling in love with the cinematography and just like looking and just like kind of reigniting this kind of like creativity in in me, you know, like that I want to do. Or I should be doing this, you know, just besides like, you know, like, you know, like oh, taking yeah. all this stuff in, you know, like I just want to do that. I want to take black and white photos and like, you know, and like get this same energy as uh, what was the cinematographer's name? I'm sorry. Raul Qatar. Raul Qatar, you know. Which I'm probably not saying right, but that's how I believe it's. But yeah, I yeah. mean, just notice that. I mean, look at him. He's like, I mean, yes, oh yeah, doing Fucking beautiful a. things. Like, oh, and yeah. it's so stupid to someone for someone to say they can't look at black and white movies because oh, it's fucking unbelievably that's stupid. Just insane to me. Yeah. But anyway, like, yeah, I mean, I can't like, and just looking at it, just how like free flowing and like how you say punk rock Godard is, you know, and just like doing what he wants and playing with the medium and like playing with the story like you know and like a lot of the story too is like the teacher is just reciting romeo and juliet you know and (laughs) that i was just thinking i was like oh that's just like a cheap way of like writing some dialogue you know her reading that yeah yeah, to take up some space you know like just to fill in like some kind of thing but it informs the characters informs like the kind of whole like flow of thing like you're young you're in love you know you just want to do these things like you know who cares what anyone anyone else says and just and like your art like who cares like just do what you want like try things you know like go out there like you know just like have some some inspiration have thought like just have this creativity going and that's yeah i definitely have to give it a four too like it's just like it's just a great movie like it's just exciting you know like cinema is exciting you know and that's part of the this, and inspiring yeah and inspiring yeah. that's this part of like one of the main reasons this exists is because you know we want to we want to inspire inspire people to watch older films and watch like you know do this and like not just us and it is for us too just to like you know take a look back and, and discover stuff. stuff yeah as well with other people like yeah. you said we want to discover this stuff too and we want to and, wanna, and like, we want to make other people too like and we want to share our discoveries yes too, you know who, like, who may think that oh i can't watch band of outsiders yeah. some black and white movie no you absolutely yeah. can't and you absolutely fucking should <clears throat> or like you can't or you're just thinking of guitars like where do i start oh yeah you know like and this might help you perfect. start you know oh there's a perfect place yeah, to start right? absolutely oh yeah. hell yeah yeah so yeah so we both gave it a four four guitars Get your ass on it. Yeah. All right, Jordan. You ready for my pick now? I don't know. What are oh. you doing? What are you bringing? I'm bringing... Even though I watched it, I already know. <laughs> what are you bringing? I, I, what are you bringing? <laughs> it's a little behind the curtain right there for you guys. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So what I'm bringing today is a little Roger Avery, Mr. Academy Award winner. Not many, not oh. many people might have known Academy that. Academy Award winning for what? Uh, co-writing fucking Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's right. You, can you believe that, people? He is Tarantino. Not just Tarantino wrote it. You yeah. Know? Well, was... yeah. Unfo- uh, you know what they say. What the story is is what that is Tarantino was able to convince Roger Avery, Ra- Roger Avery, to take a story by mm-hmm. for the. Cre- he doesn't get a screenwriting credit. Oh wow. Okay. So, so he technically didn't win the Oscar for Pulp Fiction. Oh, I did though. Well, because he gets a story by, but he didn't get it as a writer. I thought he got a whole thing for it. Like that's why, I don't know. Well, I well, I guess so. Okay. Well, I guess. Well, I know. I know. There's a thing where he. It says it's written by Tarantino, mm-hmm. and but it's story by 
Roger Avery, which I think is like a big deal in the writing world. Maybe yeah. not to us, but in yeah, well, yeah, for, for your sure. credits, when you have to go and say that you're a writer, a story by it probably isn't as strong as a written by. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> But yeah, that's who he is. That's who directed. But yeah, I mean, you got you can't. I mean, credit due is where credits due. Sure, so for sure. So we're saying that. Yeah. But anyway, Roger Avery, Killing Zoe, nineteen ninety three, uh, written directed by, starring uh, a Mister Eric Stoltz, who was in Teen Pulp Hard Fiction. Drop. Yeah, he was in Pulp uh, Fiction. Yeah, 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 he was there. I mean, they were fans of Eric Stoltz, obviously. You know. Who is it? Yeah. And is he somebody was in, not? And he was in Roger Avery's ever uh, one of his other films, uh, Rules of Attraction. Oh, okay. Was he in Four Rooms? I don't remember. Eric Stoltz? I don't remember. Okay, sorry. Anyway. But, yeah. And then uh, Julie, what was her last name? How do you say it again? Julie Delpi. 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 She was Delpi, in, uh, Delpi. She was in Trevosky's uh, White. Yes. Which, She's uh, also in the um, Before Trilogy, Before Sunrise. Oh, before, of course, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's all over the Criterion Collection. Let's yes. just Let's just get that out of the way. She's also a director herself and a oh, writer she herself. Doing? She uh, directed Two Days in New York, I believe it's called. It's her and Chris Rock, I believe, are in it. Okay. Um, nice. she, I, and she has a few other films that she has directed and, and written. Um, oh, okay. That's yeah. great. Yeah, she's great. That's wonderful. Yeah, she's great in this. And then we have um, Jean Hughes a la Alagrand. Angland as Eric. Is he French or is he kind of Spanish? He is French. Okay. Yeah, he feels, he feels very Diego Luna to me, right? He, he has that. You he know, kind of has like that, a little the, bit of a, a little bit of a Latin kind yeah. of feel. Not too much. He doesn't yeah. feel very French. He kind of feels because you know, um, not that you have to mention all all their names or anything, but the cast is pretty rounded out with a pretty diverse cast. Yeah, they do. They're not yes. just like straight French guys. Yeah. There's a there's a I, I want to say. Maybe Korean uh, guy. I believe that's it's part of their crew, their their mm-hmm. gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like there's like a few. There's like a British guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, they, yeah. But anyway, that that actor's good in this. He's yeah. good in this. Yeah, he's yeah. He like. But he feels like he feels kind of almost steals the show. It's funny because you know? to bring this up again, he also feels like that actor from Blow, that Johnny mm-hmm. Depp meets in prison. Okay. Yeah. That Latin dude that yeah. he he starts to grow the empire with. He feels yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway. For sure. So What's this about? So, all right. Zed has only just arrived in the beautiful Paris and already he's up to no good. Having just slept with this call girl, he spends an, a night on the town with his dangerous friends. They all decide to rob a bank the following day. There's only one problem. Zed's call girl, Zoe, just happens to work at the bank which he is to be robbed which is to be robbed mm-hmm. yeah so obviously roger every watched band of outsiders before <laughs> yeah or in dog day afternoon I mean, well i mean this was more like because dog day afternoon really isn't about a uh a woman coming between two guys no it's not but i mean just oh. the whole setting and just being in a bank and kind of doing sure. that you know like it the parts For of sure. it not just like but, but i'm saying but, but i'm saying like i feel like this is just an exaggeration of band of outsiders yes. right so yeah instead of de- them, that, instead it's... of them just stealing uh money from someone's house he put it into a bank where yeah. the girl works yes as opposed, i mean they don't use her to get into the bank yeah but... it's kind of like a a kind of a twist to turn like you know just like a just like a, a little like not just like a little matter it doesn't it doesn't at all it's but just that a little matter, thing but that to bring her back into thing. the story i'm not know? saying it's a bad thing yeah but it is still that kind of whole like young guy male fantasy thing is like oh absolutely you know where oh yeah these guys are just the metal dudes yeah 
They're just a little more. They're just a little more intense. But these are the metal guys who yeah. were treating women like shit and just fucking doing heroin and acting like goddamn fools. Yeah. And one of the things is too is like where where do you learn to crack a safe? You know, like it's just one of those things. Yeah, especially like, like it's just LA a cool guy. thing. Like, like I know? guess I I would understand like like you're saying like I would understand if he was French or if he was European or German. Yeah cracking safes maybe but yeah i don't where how who well who's an american who's just like well i'm gonna learn how to crack safes and that's gonna be like my thing that's my thing i'm yeah. gonna live be able to live off that you know? yeah that that is kind of a, who is like but a, that's not that's that's just the whole male fantasy thing. you know it's just like it's the exciting just, yes. thing you need like for sure i'm a safe crack you know like yeah. it, it's just it's just like you are the safe cracker yeah like you're the one like i could get anybody but i want you because yeah. you're the guy but i mean like kind of band of outsiders too this is kind of just a surface kind of thing you know very much Where so. it doesn't have to be it's not really you don't have to look too deep into it you know this is like it's just a good solid movie and script where you were just which like 90s kind of was you know you just wanted like some action movie kind of and maybe this is a little bit different because of the aesthetic and how like how like uh free flowy this kind of feels you know it's not so like you know tight and like you know like it's a little more loose a little more like you know the story is just kind of like it's there but it's not it it really it's not depending on the story you know just kind of like things happening and stuff like that you know and that's where like i feel like that's why this it should stand out more you know like people should know about this movie and talk about it like kind of like being the lexicon of things you know sort of but it's because it is loose and it's just like the story's there and it's just like they're kind of free-flowing and just going through these things you know kind of how like you know quinn tarantino did with pulp fiction and stuff like it's just that movie's a little more tighter i feel like you know and like a little more like you know honed in i guess you know and like crafted sort of like you know not to say that killing zoe isn't like a crafted movie it's just that like you know the stories in um pulp fiction they're tighter they're like you know they they kind of have when you first see it you don't think they have a direction but i mean they service the story and they have a direction once you see it and i feel killing zoe is more of that like artsy creative like free-throwing like uh just like you know from the gut kind of movie too you know where these actors are just playing you know these not archetypes at all you know like you kind of like figure out later you know but it's just a little more free, a little more creative, like I guess you know, where it's okay. not it's not pinned down by I, executives and producers and ho- like the Hollywood system, you know. I certainly see that. I, I, you know, this I this is not my first time seeing it, and again, the reason why I bring that up is because I, I want to just make you know make people aware of the reaction that I have. So the first time that I saw it, mm-hmm. it was sort of just watching it with friends, just hanging yeah. out, we're drinking. What you do? Um, yeah, good friend uh, Aaron Garone showing me this movie he always showed me a bunch of great movies yeah. uh shout out to aaron garone and uh <laughs> fucking um yeah so he showed this film to me and mm. i me too i i enjoyed it it wasn't like something but it didn't stand out to me it didn't really uh do anything for me when we mm-hmm. watched it it was just sort of sure. like okay cool thank you aaron yeah. for showing me this because i probably wouldn't have watched this without you showing it to yeah, me yeah. honestly and then but now watching it here again and especially doing it because I did it back to back with Bound of Outsiders. Yeah. Uh, having that kind of double feature, it really accentuated uh, th- this film. It really mm-hmm. sort of added to it in a way that I sort of saw that influence from Band of Outsiders 
uh, spill into this, mm-hmm. but not in a way that it's like, oh, well, he's just copying this. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's yes. inspired by. Obviously, know? yes, it's copying, but it, it's more of inspired by. Inspiration. And, and, created, and also, yeah. too, you know, I did see, uh, I just sort of saw, like you said, I saw the free flowing of it. I saw. The, the, the maybe that when I was um, around the time that I saw it, I was probably more concerned about it, maybe needing more of a story, maybe needing uh, the characters to be a little more deeper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not necessarily they're not really it is like you said, it is still sort of that same kind of a male young male fantasy shit. Where, you know, um, um, fucking Delpy, Julie Delpy, 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 yeah. I, you know, again, I, I can't say names, but that's probably how you say it. She, uh, you know, she's a fantastic actress. Yeah, She's exactly. one of the best French actresses that has ever existed. And she's got nothing to do here. She's just sort of a whore. But, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then she ends up. Yeah, with, she's very underwritten. For yes, sure. and, yeah. and she ends up with Eric Stoltz, who, you know, is also a bit underwritten. You know, you yeah. don't really know too much about him. You have no really reason why you would want to maybe continue going on with him only that he's just nicer than the other asshole French assholes yeah, sort that, of I mean he still but, does that 20 something year old thing when but again but again yeah. that that's you know as we talked about with band of outsiders that's not you know you can point those things out you can see those things but that doesn't necessarily make the movie bad because if you can see the movie for the aesthetic of what it is and what the what the main kind of through line is right so the main kind of through line is that same thing. It is that kind of same like threesome type thing yeah. where it's just like, don't, you know, don't fucking let a fucking don't let a bitch come between you. You know, that's sort of like the thing. Yeah, it's which this is not third wheel kind of thing. Like but, where, but at the same time, but but really, as as older people, as older men now, you we, we see it as like men a, of a certain age, men of a certain age. <laughs> we see it as like, oh. No, it was. It's not the woman's fault. Like you, like the the fucking guys are like pieces yeah. of shit, and they're fucked up. So yeah, so seeing this now as an older person and sort of knowing all those things, I am able to look at it for the fun movie that it is. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. Like again, I'm saying all these things about it, but I I don't want you to think that I'm talking shit about it, yeah. because this is just me looking at it from a critical eye. I can't just watch this movie and be like, oh yeah, this is good. Yeah, it's fun. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, this is me looking at things that, you know, when I was younger, I didn't notice before. It mm. wasn't something that I took in. And now that I'm older, you kind of notice these things, especially yeah. as, as someone who, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm aspiring to try to write stuff. Yeah, right? exactly. whatever. So, mm. you know, you're trying to look at these things and be like, oh, well, what kind of script is this? What what kind of characters are these? Right. And, and you really look di- deep, deep into that. But I think that Avery, as well as uh tom richmond who is a cinematographer i think they both really do a great job of keeping you uh, engaged in again just the story in the same way that godard did Mm -hmm. it's it's sort of having fun with the medium it's not necessarily just trying to get you to be like oh you you need to fucking you know this is some oscar movie that you need to sit here and love and and cry for these characters and have these it, it it's like it's very it's a fun ride yeah. Look, because it, it just starts right off. Eric Stoltz gets to Paris. The cab driver's like, want a hooker? He's like, yep. He gets his, he gets, uh, I mean, his prostitute. Yeah. And, you know, oh, he has girl. sex with her. And then his friend shows up, kicks, kicks her, out, her out. And then they get all drugged up and then they go rob a bank. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things when I first saw it, that's what I liked was the, the drug part, <laughs> the heroin scene or scenes, you know? Where they're just like again, it makes uh, shit look very cool. It does. It's just one of those things where like you don't. I don't know. It's not just something you think about, kind of. You know. You know, you know what's funny? Uh, just real quick. Yeah. Sorry, just to bring this up. 
I the beginning of it, I saw it and I was like, damn, I was like, Mondo's picking killing Zoe because I hadn't seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought I was like, this was like very Danny Boyle, the, the beginning. Oh. I was like, and I remember that you're very against that kind of techno when, Danny Boyle style. Okay. But it doesn't, It does only the beginning. It doesn't lead into that. I'll tell you who I thought of when I watched it again for the when, in, during the beginning was the guy who did Run Lola Run. Mm-hmm. And the princess war, you know, where it has that like, you know, yes. that techno thing, and it's Very like all the so. streets is yeah, like, yeah. and mm-hmm. she's running like, you know, the, I forget his name, but same yeah, here. yeah, you I know, can't remember his name. Yeah. but no, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah that's, that's style, what it, that's for what sure. It, it definitely reminded me, but I mean, when I guess I was just thinking, I yeah, I just yeah, sort of yeah. had Danny but Boyle. On the brain. I could see that too. I could see that too, right? Too, you know. Just, yeah, but it doesn't go into it. Just it, that beginning. Yeah, feels the beginning. Like that. And I like, and the funny thing is I like the beginning where it's just kind of going through the streets Uh of like Paris and stuff, you know, and just kind of showing you around and like going to the cab driver. Yeah. Because I like Run Lola Run. Like I like the beginning of that and the the techno stuff in that. But, and I like Trainspotting too, but that's besides the point. Well, yes, that's what, that's what the beginning felt like. For sure. For sure. But it doesn't go into that. It doesn't feel like that. But, but I guess, like you said, the, it, it does sort of have that, um, the the drug parts the heroin parts yeah it does feel very cool very just like damn like i want to rob a bank yeah. i want to do heroin i want to ha- have sex with a prostitute <laughs> yeah i want to be in paris and it's just, just all those yes. cool things yeah, you know when you're a young writer yes. you know yeah, you uh-huh. want to write all the For and sure. like the beginning when i was when I, when when eric schultz gets picked up from the from the from the airport and the guy and the guy's just talking to him it's just like one of those scenes where it would be it would it's very quentin tarantino you know but the dialogue in T- tarantino's film would have been a lot snappier and just like more like i don't know funny and quirky and this just feels it would have been quicker yeah you yes. know just kind of snappy yes, like you know sure, but i sure. liked this for just it being like maybe a little more real sort of you know like where eric schultz is just okay. like you know kind of like yeah. oh what'd you say like and just smoking and just like yes he, cool. he's not this uh super uh, i know what to say at every moment character yeah, yeah no you know, I mean, like, I yeah and that's not that snappy dialogue where yeah you know we're back where both people are just snapping back and forth you know and right. know how to answer each each thing and like come have a comeback for something you know and this was just a little more like yeah where the guy just kind of asked oh i was asking if you like the music he's like He's like, yeah, it's all right. You know, like, it's just like that kind of free flowing thing. And just like, even like what was funny too, is when Eric Schultz gets to the, to the hotel and the, the, the bellhop is kind of showing him the room and like, oh, this is the restaurant, the bed, you know, there's the remote. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of like, and there's always that scene like in nineties or like older movies, like where they have the bellhop always hinting at a tip. (laughs) Yeah, I and bet I thought you, that was funny. <laughs> I bet you a lot of writers and directors were pissed about that. That they would go places and some help would ask them for a tip. Yeah. Because they thought, like, what? I'm fucking... You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, all the, all the writers and directors are probably pissed. That's why they put that shit in movies. Yeah. To try to be like, why do people do... Like, this is ridiculous. Why are they asking for yeah, a tip? Yeah, it's like a commentary, way? for sure, yeah. on something. Yeah, on that. Well, oh, not yeah. on something, but that, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's a commentary that most people in Hollywood are cheap as fuck. And that's why they don't <laughs> show you a goddamn thing to your room. <laughs> they're like, it's over there. Here's yeah. the elevator. Yeah, because you know? they know they're not going to get a tip. Yeah, like, why exactly. would they do all that shit yeah. anymore, you know? Yeah, exactly. But I guess, like, you know, in, in, in uh, foreign places, they still do that because that's kind of... They, that's. That's their thing is hospitality. Yeah, that's okay. the point. Gotcha. Whereas like in America, like, no, I, we've sort of learned that, yeah, no, none of us are going to tip. Yeah. Like, we're all just pieces of shit. Yeah. But like, if you, yeah, I'm sure if you still go to like France, 
you will get that service. Yeah. Well, but you'll still have him kind or of stand there going, waiting for you to give him a if ticket. If you're going to like a really nice hotel too. Like, sure. You know, like okay. A five yeah. Star, yeah. You know, that's that true. Too. I mean, I, yeah, I guess so. Probably. I guess but, that's yeah. true. But anyways, what I was just talking about is just... I've never been to one. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Dick. But yeah, like, you know, <laughs> <I don't> so, know. <laughs> but just like from a writing standpoint, I'm looking at like, you know, it's just that fun, like thing you want to write when you're young. And like Absolutely. those things you want to do is like, you know, go across, like, you know, go abroad, you know, and like hang out with somebody can just show you around and like, sure. You know, and again, do, I... you know, like. You don't do heroin, but you were never planning to. But, but you're, you're there, but and you're the guy kind of just talk, talks you into it. You know, like, and it's like whatever. I'm in Paris. Like, like when the guy's telling him to do, he's like, he tells him all this stuff, and he's like, I was like, even though you said that, I'm still gonna do it or whatever. Like, you right? Know, it's just kind of funny, you know? Yeah. And again, I like I said earlier, um, I said it, and I didn't like me. I was doing, per, I was doing like parentheses, but no one yeah, could air see quotes. it. Yeah. So I said like, so the the thing of this movie is like, don't let a a bitch air quotes come between you, and yeah. that's, and wh- what I'm saying is that I think when you're a young guy, you'll write something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously us watching it now, you look at it and you're just like, oh well, it has nothing to do with the woman. Yeah. You. It's fucking, the guys. You're all yeah. the bitches. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you dudes are the yeah. fucking little bitches who can't deal with whatever's was, going on yeah it, exactly she was being totally honest and like open you know like yeah yeah uh, yeah i'm this but i have i'm an art student i'm doing this you know like that like you know and she was telling him the truth like about like whatever you know like them having sex and like whatever you know like it's the guys that are lying to each other sort of you know like especially um uh zed's friend eric stoltz who's the character he's at zed his right but eric, eric is the name eric yeah, yeah. eric is um the guy's name the, the french guy's name that his friends with in like uh when he was in his childhood and stuff like that and they haven't seen each other in 11 years right and so like eric is like you know they obviously they know he eric i mean eric i mean zed knows that they're gonna rob a bank but they don't know they're gonna do it tomorrow pretty much yes. you know right and he doesn't know that Eric is a fucking drug addict and crazy, like, kind of whacked out guy. Yeah, they haven't seen each other in a while. But, I mean, if you're doing heroin, you're not before a bank robbery, you know? Yeah, you're not very like, chill. You, you, know, you know, like, you're yeah, kind you're of probably, like, Yeah, you're probably fucking crazy. Yeah, you're insane. And you probably shouldn't, yeah, be robbing banks or, mm-hmm. I mean, even probably, like, depositing money in a bank the next day <laughs> if you fucking did heroin. Yeah. Like, you, because, yeah, that's that sounds... Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, it's just one of those crazy things. But I mean, yeah, I the just, French. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it was that Aspen. The French are assholes. I just yeah, but the story is part of this uh, thing I love about this because it's so sparse and it doesn't really, you know, hang on that. You know, it's kind of cool that they're like yeah, they're, they're these friends when they were kids and they they spent like summers together because they lived down the street because his mom was American and his dad was French or something like that, right? That's the whole thing. So he'd go back and forth to mm-hmm. France and America whatever and that's how they know each other and like you know just like and just how this movie looks too this movie looks like it's so like it's like i was gonna say it's um, like that's gritty. what sort of saves it it's like so gritty and like colorful and like you know just like you know free-flowing and beautiful like you know the downstairs of the bank it's like the walls are all painted red and it just oh yeah it just yeah, yeah. pops out like you know it's just yeah. like one of those things that is tom richmond who yeah. obviously has done Stand and deliver. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Uh, uh, Beverly. Oh, what was it? Uh, Slums of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's done. I mean, he's made shit look good, and that's yeah. that's what I think 
I was going to say that that sort of makes, uh, again, with what we talked about with Godard, where, Mm -hmm. you know, behind the camera stuff is what makes the story and everything else pop out. Yeah. Right? So you're right. The cinematography in this, it looks fucking amazing. And I I would say if I was going to make like a, you know, a top five uh, bank robbery mask, uh, mask wearing like in movies like yeah. the top five like this would probably be up there yeah because like the masks that they wear are like really like they just stand it's like cool it's like yeah, again it's just not like cool the usual it's like masks, that aesthetic you know like it's like very cool it's just like oh yeah hell yeah that's the kind of mask i'd wear if yeah. i robbed the fucking bank because that look cool wild looking you know yes. just like out and, there and, well it just looks cool yeah it just looks fucking cool yeah and it looks like a cool it looked like it'd be cool on an emo screamo album <laughs> And that's what these two yeah. movies are. These two movies are the screamo fools. But again, these guys are bands of band of outsiders for sure. Yes. You know, but yeah, they're just like dumb little fucking kids who don't know mm-hmm. how to do anything. Yeah. So, well, and I was going to say, too, what, what's funny is that there is that sort of idea in both of these movies, but it's not really uh, pushed on that idea yeah. of class. Right. The mm-hmm. idea that they're. These people who don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, everyone has everything. Like, we need to take it. Yeah. Like, we need to, you know, people are, uh, like, who cares about the banks? They, you know, they, they're just rich already. The people mm-hmm. who give money to those banks, they, don't, yeah. they have insurance or whatever the thing. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. always that, like, idea. But in, the, in both of these films, Band of Outsiders, and in this, you know, you you feel very much that these people are very, you know, lower class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're very, they're not like obviously rich people. They're just yeah. people that are just kind they're of striving, by, they're getting yeah. by, scraping yeah. by. Mm. But it's never really the biggest theme in the film. It's mm-hmm. never really something that like pounds. It's never like, well, we're fucking poor. They're never like always yeah. bringing that up. It is something that is obviously there that you know it's there, but it's yeah, it doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And and I guess what's what's really funny is, again, watching Godard and then watching uh, Killing Zoe after, mm-hmm. it really informs it. It really kind of lets you be like, okay, you see the kind of anarchy in the style that Godard does. Yeah. And and like we're talking about how where you don't really need to worry about the story. You're just kind of watching the aesthetic yeah. and, and you're feeling the coolness of it. And you're just like, yeah. even though you don't like the characters, you're just sort of like, oh, well, they dress cool and it looks cool. Yeah. This watching it right after it it did like make me see like oh okay if if maybe i just watched this i was just sort of excuse me if i was just sort of like someone who just i was flipping through channels or whatever i just wanted to watch a movie and killing zoe was something that was recommended to me and i threw it on maybe i wouldn't fully grasp what it was trying to do i would see it as sort of like a oh well this is just like some violent schlocky uh some guy in paris like we said like some Mm -hmm. little kid writing shit that he goes to paris and he has sex with a prostitute and robs a bank yeah and that's what it can be on the surface mm-hmm. but if you really sort of i don't know you think about it in terms of you know at the time that it came out um the, how it was sort of yes there was things coming out like that there were like bank robbery films and but too it's one of those things, different it's one of those things where they were just location scouting for reservoir dogs and they needed a bank and they thought uh, Quentin Tarantino thought this was a cool bank to shoot something in, and he was phoning up his friends or whatever. And Roger Aver just said, "Yeah, I do have a bank robbery script," and he just wrote something in two weeks, you know. So that kind of informs it too, where it's just one of those things that was written really quickly. You know, you're just writing from the gut. You just want you just want to make something, and well, yeah, you know, I it's mean, where to shoot you know, your shot. You know, like yeah, any no, shot. I mean, it, we you know? talked about how Barton Fink should be in here, and and Coen Brothers wrote that over a weekend. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean that shouldn't really matter 
how yeah. how long it took you to write it. Yeah. As long, yeah, I guess the execution of it matters. But yeah, okay, more so well, the execution. Yeah. Give me your argument for it. why does it belong in the Criterion Collection? No, so I'm not like you know I'm on board with it. I enjoyed yeah. this watch. I'm down with it. I'm telling. But you need that extra push. I'm for giving sure. it. I understand. The, I'm giving it the criticism, but. That doesn't mean I didn't like it. I really actually enjoyed this fucking watch for this yeah. film. And I really was sort of surprised at the lack of uh, resources to watch it. But I do want to know, just kind of give me that. Yeah, just give me yeah. that argument. Why okay, well, I mean, I think Roger Avery is a good filmmaker. Like, I won't say great, you know, because he hasn't made that much. But, I mean, I think he really, like, he understands film, like, you know, like how, I don't know, film directors do and like Quentin Tarantino does, you know, like he's on, he's there with them, you know, like he made a uh, rules of attraction and like him and Quentin Tarantino always talk about um, how they're Brett Easton Ellis fans and they always wanted to remake uh, uh, less than zero and they never got that chance, but, and they probably never will because of, I don't know, whatever fucking, uh, you know, rights and all that bullshit, you know, all that shit that goes with it. But I mean, at least Roger Avery did actually get to work with Brett Easton Ellis in Rules of Attraction, you know, and like ad- adapt one of his novels to a film, you know. Hey, Roger Avery directed that? Yeah, he directed Rules uh, of Attraction. Rules of Attraction. James Vanderbeek? Yes. Brett Easton Ellis didn't direct it? No, he wrote, I mean, Brett, I don't know, he wrote the novel, obviously, but. Yes, it, yes. Yeah, but, but no, Brett Easton, no. Oh, okay. Okay. It's Roger Avery. So yeah, I mean, they're just fans of that, and like, this is. Watching it again, I was just so surprised, like how loose and like free flowy it is, and just it's those, it's that, it's that '90s cinema which was like so attractive at the time, where it's like indie and it's not like, you know, it's not a studio film, but it just feels so like right at the for the time, and it's still, I think it's still great, you know, like I think if people watch this today, it's like, oh shit, I've never even seen this, and they do, and like, and people forget about Eric Schultz too, like he's like. He's a really great actor. Like, I don't understand why he didn't, like, really transcend after the 80s, sort of, you know? Like, where he didn't get to, like, those big parts or, like, he could be in, like... Even those, like, Tom Cruise films where he was doing, like, a John Grisham novel ad- adaptation where he plays that lawyer or something, you know? Like, <laughs> he's just, like, you know, he could have been some... I, I don't know why he wasn't something, you know? Sort of. And Killing Zoe, I've felt like it should have made him more or something and like to like for people to go oh yeah eric schultz you know like if people saw it yes but and even eric who plays the his friend the the french guy he like he like steals the show you know like how you're saying like maybe eric eric schultz was underwritten kind of like how uh julie delpy was kind of maybe was definitely underwritten like Maybe so was Eric, but I mean, Eric is fucking on fire. Like he's the one taking you through this ride and like, you know, and it reminds you of that, like a training day thing where he's just feeding you this, these drugs to like make you do these things to like, you know, so you forget about your inhibitions really and your morals, you know, like to really like to kind of hold you back to keep you where he wants you to, you know, and that's kind of, that's a really cool story point too. You know, just like the script and like directing how everything is how everything is going like it's just not this this heist movie just some basic heist movie it is but it isn't you know it like it goes a little deeper with the characters like you know like they're fighting over this thing but it's really them fighting like i don't know they may have had this other turmoil you know 
and it's just an exciting movie where it's like creativity coming seeping out you know for sure it's not right. just this boring but heist movie film besides the story and the and what else i mean why should it be released on criterion and uh, well it needs a restoration obviously i watched this i had a dvd i have a dvd copy of this and it looks like i'm watching a vhs copy of it you know and it needs that cool artwork because i mean this just screams it needs cool artwork you know and it's there for the taking almost you know like why aren't people making pins and posters about killing zoe you know because no one's seen it and criterion could take it to that level you know to restore it and get commentary from roger avery eric schultz even i mean both all of them you know like julia Duplay and john hughes uh, aglanda like this is just like one of those and it's roger avery's first film too which just shows like, you know, like, I mean, something kind of happened later in his life where he went to jail and stuff like that, where secondary manslaughter, but we won't get into that. Oh, <laughs> so, so, you know, it's just get like killing Zoe or what? <laughs> oh. It just needs a retro- restoration and it's not available any anywhere. You, where did you watch it, Jordan? I, I no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I had to rent it on Voodoo. Voodoo. Which is, you know, if you have a, a Roku, um, then that's you can get uh, that app Voodoo, yeah. which you can rent and watch movies on there. But yeah, no, okay, that's that's another thing. Okay, well, you know what? L- listen, all right. My final thoughts on Killing Zoe and if it belongs in the Criterion Collection. Well, first, first off, let me say that it still has that same vibe. That still emo bitch boy vibe. <laughs> These little boys who wrote a script about... So, you know, I just want to say that right off the bat. That we, me and you, both see that. Yeah. We understand that. You know? And we're like, not hating. No, and we're not, no. we're not hating on it. And we're not excusing it in any way. You know? But that's just what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's what both these movies are. But if we could... You know, and I see that now again. And I think Band of Outsiders really helped your case Mm -hmm. for this film in a way that, and again, the film itself is very good. I really enjoyed watching it again. I really, but but it was more so of does it belong in the Criterion Collection? Is more so of what I was thinking of. Yeah. And watching Band of Outsiders, and sort of seeing how you know this is kind of the same thing. It's like that same lame where they're just treating women like shit. The women are not written Mm -hmm. well. It's like this dumb, like, teenage kid shit where it's just like, yeah, all you need is a girl and a gun because you're just some dumb fuck. Eric Stoltz's character is not, well, like, really defined. Mm -hmm. Nobody's really defined in any of these films, though. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's like, but in the 90s, they were doing it a different way than they were doing in the 60s from the French New Wave. Yeah. It's like... Right. It's ob- so, it obviously informed some of those things, right. you know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And so definitely this film. So to think about it in that way and to look at the film in the way that you're like, well, I, I you know, I didn't, like, I thought it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. But to think about it, should it be preserved? Should it be, you know, uh, should Criterion put it out? It's like, well, yeah, I, I do agree with you because it is Roger Avery's first film. Uh, he did help Quentin Tarantino write stuff. And, you know, it is that idea of like, you know roger avery and uh godard are talking about the same thing don't let a bitch come between (laughs) a friendship yeah and you know it's sort of a metaphor for what's going on with avery and tarantino let a bitch come soon that's lauren bender lawrence Lawrence bender (laughs) it was a bitch who came i'm just kidding i i I, there's no 
I no mean, ill will there's for no, any parties in this, in this conversation. And, and I, I, you know, I'm just using, it's just funny because in Killing Zoe, that's what he says. He says, oh, don't let a bitch come between friendship. He just yeah. says that. And that's kind of the vibe of these movies yeah. when, that's why I'm saying it because it's sort of just parodying that. I don't think that that's a good thing. That's yeah, a dumb it's thing. It's the woman, well, the woman is the scapegoat. Yes, you know, she she's not the problem. It's just something else problem. to put yes, it on. It's, it's just these insecure yeah. men that are dumb and stupid. Mm. So I understand that that's, the message you know what i'm mm. saying like i understand that like i'm not looking at these people as like they're the cool people but at the same time when you're watching a movie what do you want you want cool aesthetic you want some shit yeah. like that especially for a bank robbery movie shit like that so yeah. all right i'm gonna let it in also because it does <laughs> deserve a, a a better release you're absolutely yeah. right i shouldn't only be able to watch this shit on voodoo <laughs> or a dvd copy that looks like vhs yes you know it's just it's it just should be sad, available you know? somewhere. That's it, true. It needs like I, I mean, true. if not and that, and that, and honestly, if not Criterion, Shout Factory, Arrow. Oh, for sure. You know, yes, even yes, exactly you know, something. And that's just, another thing that I want to mention about this podcast is that we're not just up here to be like, oh, Criterion's the end all be all. You know, it sort of it, it helps uh, uh, kind of um, narrow down a podcast and yes. what we have to watch. <laughs> You know, if we want to do like, oh, fucking, we're going to watch Arrow and Criterion yeah. and everything, yeah. then that would take forever. But what I'm saying is that, yes, there are, are those it's other things like a skill scope and like yeah. those great other, those great companies that do the same thing. They get great yeah, films. Those that boutique, don't get those, you know, yes. like. So you're exactly right. That's, yeah. that's another thing. That's exactly right. That's, it's Even criminal it's that it's not it should on. be on something else. Yeah. Fucking A. It's yes. criminal that it's not, you know, it's yeah, just somebody, one of those. But I bet you anything, we're going to see I hope so. Somebody's gonna the end of this year. Dawn of the Disc is gonna show us that it's it's gonna show us that it's out on something. I bet you anything. Hopefully, because a lot of stuff like this has been kind of getting its 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 It's due. due. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, a lot of great stuff again. Like and that's exciting. You know, Arrow. All those places. I mean, if we could start a fucking podcast for each one of those things and go through all that, that would be fantastic. I would. I fucking totally would. But Criterion is just sort of, you know, yeah. that's what we grew up with. That's sort of what I this knew at first. This is a cult. First. I only believe in Criterion. Fuck yes, you. yes. We have to be a cult. <laughs> yeah. And I fucking, you know. I believe yeah. in Criterion. Yes, exactly. When are we getting those shirts? I believe in <laughs> so, so, I mean, let's say that Killing Zoe is in. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm thank it. thankful. Like, uh, after watching. It deserves a release. You're oh, right. Yeah. You're right. After watching this, I mean, I just want to see. I wish Roger Avery had, was able to make more things, you know. He made kind of like the sequel to Killing Zoe that I saw. It's called Lucky You, which oh really? It's it's yeah, but it's like kind of it was written as the sequel to Killing Zoe, but it kind of got all he had to change it all around pretty much to not make it like it's kind of like a spiritual sequel now. Sequel now. I get you. So you know he had changed stuff or whatever you know. So it's not Zed and Zoe or whatever, and like it was gonna be Eric's brother, like twin brother or something, as the bad guy. Which, but yeah, anyways, I, I haven't seen it, but this is something I read on IMDb and it's out or whatever, but it came out in like 2019, so it's pretty recent. But yeah. Oh. Yeah. That sounds like a B movie if yeah. I ever heard Yeah, one. it does, but I mean, oh, I'm kind of curious just to check it out. But I'm glad you you agree with me on Killing Zoe because it does deserve some, it deserves a release. It just, it can't just die in dvd hell or wherever you know like just somewhere it ha- it needs to be seen by more people and people yeah. need to make some shirts some bootlegger shirts need to start making kills killing zoe shirts yeah we need to get on that and you know what it's and it's one of those movies that's like got a really low score like an audience score or credit score i guess on rotten tomatoes but oh really if yeah but yeah. if you were to like look at all these older films that we talk about 
uh, everyone hated them when they came out. Yeah. So think about it. Revisit films. It needs yes, exactly. Watch shit. We're talking about physical media. Yeah. Buy some Blu-rays. Yeah. Hit up Criterion. Tell them we sent you. Yeah. Because they're not going to care, but maybe eventually, if enough of you do that, they will they will sponsor us. Yeah. Hopefully, just let us in the goddamn closet already. Yeah, for sure. So thank you guys so much for listening. Killing Zoe. Um, it's let in. It we it it, it snuck its way in. Eric Stoltz, you're fucking getting your ass in there. You're you're in there in a, in a couple other movies, but. Which other movies is he's he? In, he's in Kicking and Screaming. Oh, uh, the yes, Noah yes, Baumbach yes, film. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which needs a Blu-ray release. It does need a Blu-ray release. Criterion, can you put out that I'm Noah Baumbach? I'm holding on to my DVD because you haven't released it on Blu-ray, Criterion. I mean, fucking A, you put out a Marriage Story one. Can you do Kicking and <laughs> Screaming? I'm Kicking and Screaming for it. My marriage is suffering for it. Yeah. That's a marriage story for you. There you go. And he's in Mr. Jealousy, which is not in Criterion, but it's, it's not. another Noah It's not. Noah it's Bombach. a Noah Bombach one. I think yeah. it, I don't even think Noah Bombach wants it okay, <laughs> released. Yeah. But yeah. yes, that's. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully, you guys will get interested about physical media. Buy fucking Blu-rays. I'm telling you, streaming is not going to last forever. You're not going to be able to watch all these great films, and Criterion is literally putting out these great films for you. To watch with extra supplements. They're going to be a little yes. expensive, of course. But you can wait for the sales. But you're getting great special features. And you just and they, got that stimmy. So you can yeah. afford the extra. <laughs> and you understand. And you have to understand that we're literally like just two nobodies. Like Criterion is not telling us to do this. We just really we enjoy love, we've what they're doing. We Criterion for a long time. And again, look up Arrow. Look up a Skillscope. Shout look Factory. Up Shout Factory. Look up all those great things that are doing it. There's a bunch of great fucking... Uh, companies What's that, that vinegar are... syndrome that one that other one that's uh like a boutique one vinegar syndrome they release like really know. b movies you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. see that's what yeah. i'm saying like i'm not even there's a, so many that i don't yeah. even know of yeah there's like a really a lot and they're doing great stuff so if you can dig into that dig into that i'm jordan garcia thank you so much for listening you can find me at young jane fonda on instagram please follow us at criterion cult pod on instagram and at Criterion Cult on Twitter. We would appreciate it if you just rated us, shared, whatever you could. Even if you thought that this episode sucked or whatever episode sucked, just tell us. Let us know. Rate us in any way you can. Mondo, where are we going to find you at? Yeah, you can find me at save underscore Mondo, Instagram, Letterboxd, Twitter. And yeah, follow, follow our Instagram.